Hello and welcome to the Freedom Hustles podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to all the best hassle-free hustles to give you more time and money freedom. Uh, my name is Andy Lehman. I am the owner of freedomskillsacademy.com and this is John Banks, the owner of sideincomeman.com. Uh, so, John, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate, yeah. Uh, not too bad. Pretty um, okay week. What, what episode is this now? Eight, isn't it? This is episode eight, yes. We're on yeah. episode eight. Yeah, we um, had an okay week. Pretty. Uh, I'm trying to sort of, talking about hustles, I'm trying to, um, I've been sort of dabbling around eBay again. I tried to not do that too much. But I started a little pot up again on that. Because mm. we're arming and arming about a holiday next year. So I thought, I wonder if I could basically, my challenge myself is to sort of flip the whole way there um just okay. off you know ebay sales and it's a little sort of challenge so yeah i've started that on the side just as a little thing um new blog post tutorial went out which is all about selling stuff on amazon books sorry selling writing and selling your own books on amazon mm-hmm. um but yeah other than that all right yeah what about you good yeah not too bad I just carry on as normal um in this strange new post apocalyptic world whatever you call it it's uh, with this oh, yeah. pandemic and you know all these new mini lockdowns and stuff it's all i'm basically yeah. hiding out in my little uh, my office and keeping away from everyone so you know it's all yeah. good <laughs> so uh, so you mentioned ebay which was interesting because that's basically you said about flipping that's what you uh, you want to talk about tonight is that all right yeah so yeah the topic of today on this podcast is all about the word arbitrage so basically um sort of one of the age-old business models from you know as long as there's been business um so basically you know to buy something at one price um and then to sell it on another platform or or, you know to sell it on yourself later on at a higher price um that's kind of one um, so basically, yeah, um, we mentioned eBay. I mean, that's the sort of classic one, really. I mean, I know a, a load of people that are very kind of, you know, into the sort of eBay reselling game. And that that's a huge uh, marketplace. And it's a great way to cash in on the sort of arbitrage model because you can quite often find stuff, you know, mega, mega cheap. Um, we've mentioned it before. Yeah, places like charity shops, thrift stores, car boot sales, garage sales—you know that sort of thing. Even you supermarkets. Yeah, and even there, yeah, like your mate with the light bulbs and that sort of thing. Um, so that's the basically that's the kind of used model mainly. So you would see stuff quite often, secondhand stuff. Uh, you'd pick it up cheap. You know, maybe even give it a bit of a tidy up, give it a bit of a clean up, whack it through the washing machine, whatever, take some pictures, flip it on eBay and you yeah. collect the profit in the middle. So that's basically, kind of... Yeah, basically a lot of people, like you say, it's, it's known as flipping now, isn't it? And that's, you know, yeah. you just buy something cheap and then I've yeah. actually heard of people buying stuff from eBay and then selling it back on eBay yeah. um, because it got listed in the wrong category or it was... Uh, misspelled wrong so people didn't find it and it went to uh, for a ridiculous price so they bought it and like you say give it a bit of a polish and pop it back on and yeah i've I've done that before years ago i bought a box of makeup 
Um, <laughs> as you can probably see from the video, I don't wear a lot of makeup, but I bought a box of makeup and um, I remember, I not no clue about it. It was a bit of a punt really. And I remember buying this box of makeup. It arrived and I there loads of stuff in there I had no clue about. They looked like a load of pencils and all sorts of things. And I remember thinking, I wonder if I could break the whole thing down. There's a little bit of work involved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely made a profit on it. So I'd basically sold the whole thing out, you know, probably trebled, quadrupled what I originally paid for it. I mean, there is obviously a bit of work involved. So that's kind of one one sort of the, I'd say that's probably the most basic one that anyone can get into almost from day one. Okay. Yeah. And the great thing is we've talked about with eBay is it's a switch on and off. I like to call it, that's what we mentioned. We were talking just before we went live um, today. I'm sort of running a little side project on my own. I don't really do a lot of eBay anymore, but I'm always running. I'm running a little side project now, um, basically trying to pay for a holiday for next year um, because obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic at the moment. But to save up enough money for a holiday for next year, all funded entirely from secondhand clothes. So just flip the whole thing um, all the way there. So, and and that's the great thing about eBay. I mean, I don't own an eBay shop. I don't do any of like the promoted paid listing ads, which I know people can do. So my fees are whatever I list and then yeah. they take their cut at the end of it all. But I don't pay for shops or nothing. That's what I like about it. You can switch it on and off. So that's kind of number one. And that is one that I would say anyone can get into really. Yeah, it's, um, it's, very, it's one of the easiest, like you say, because there's no website to be built or there's nothing. It's just, you can go straight to it. Once you've got an account, that's basically it, isn't it? List it. Yeah. And then you're done. So what, uh, you also used to flip uh, on Amazon. Is that right? Used yeah. to do so the other one then, so then sort of moving up the scale a little bit, if you like, the next kind of arbitrage model um, is more sort of retail arbitrage. Um, it can be done still on eBay, but primarily not because, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it can still be done on eBay, but this one is more focused around Amazon. Yeah. This is the Amazon FBA model, which is kind of FBA means for, uh, yeah, fulfilled by Amazon. So basically that means you send your goods into Amazon. They will then store it on a shelf for you. They For that, there's obviously a fee. Yeah. And then it becomes live on the Amazon website. And then you're tapping into the sort of juggernaut of, of buying traffic that's already there. Um, and then they'll basically sell your stuff. And obviously for that, they then take a cut of the sale, just like anything else. And then you're left with, you know, the, the, the chunk that's left as profit. Which, And again, this is where the retail arbitrage model comes in. And um, one of the one of the places I used to go, these, I mean, uh, I don't know if we can say it, but there's a shop in the UK called TK Maxx, and they quite often get a lot of sort of designer gear. Sometimes it's got like the minorest of defects, which you'll never even see, you won't even pick it up. But essentially, it's all new stuff. Um, and I used to quite often spend a little bit of time going around like the sort of cosmetics and the health and beauty section and, and that sort of thing. And the great thing with Amazon is you've got, if you've got your phone with the Amazon app on it, it's got like a barcode scanner. So you yeah. basically just scan the back of the barcode 
and it will tell you the price it's selling for now on Amazon. So if you scan a box of skin care, you know, some moisturizing cream or something like that, and on Amazon it comes up at $39.99. I was amazed, by the way, at some of the prices of, you know, some of the beauty products. And if it's in the shop for, you know, $12.99, you know you're okay. So I used to just fill up a basket of that, get some funny looks by the people on the um, <laughs> checkout desk. Mm. Like I could imagine. Women's makeup and beauty products. Mm. And then send them in a box and sell them on Amazon. They would always sell. So that's kind of the next step. And those two really are the kind of main retail merch sort of you know your everyday products yeah you know clothes you know like i just mentioned then amazon stuff books are really good on amazon anything with a barcode board games blu-rays box sets all that type of thing i've heard of uh, i've heard of people uh you could tell me if this is correct with uh, amazon and ebay basically they use drop shipping which is another form of arbitrage so they buy stuff from from china and have it basically sent to amazon's fulfillment stores yeah just buy it cheap over there they don't even handle it anymore do they, they just basically right. send it there and then sell it on yeah there are there are models like that again I, i've not done it um I, I know a guy who does similar thing with books but i mean it's not he buys books in the u.s basically gets them shipped straight to his prep center yeah. in the u.s uh, they then prep them up and sell them like that, so he doesn't even touch them. But yeah, uh, the drop shipping model. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't want to say too much about it because I've also heard some. There are some, you know, you can lose a lot of money because obviously, I guess if it depends. I mean, it depends if you're bulk buying or not. I mean, if you're bulk buying, if you buy a pallet of a thousand fidget yeah. spinners, you know, one once they were all the crazed years ago, and then all of a sudden there's no money in them you've got a thousand of these things sat on a shelf somewhere which you're paying for storage and everything but yeah i mean it does work i'm sure it does but yeah it's not really a model i've explored so basically like you say though with most things you've got to do your research um yeah, at least with yeah, yeah. you going to uh, tk max and places like that you're buying small amounts you, you've already got an idea that it's selling um you mentioned mentioned the shop TK Maxx I actually know and I've seen a few things listed on eBay and possibly on Amazon because uh, my good lady she goes to a website where it's called everything five pounds and these are clothes and shoes which I think must be out of season from other shops I don't know if it's yeah. a website set up by another shop but they only have limited amounts and so you put it in your basket if you go there the next day you probably find it's been sold out and then she'll go on eBay mm. a few days later and find that there's half a dozen listed on there for uh, for twice the price. So, um, yeah, it's there. Like you say, there are products that you can buy from a multitude of places, uh, and they'll sell just because. Not everybody knows about the same place. Not everybody goes to certain stores or certain websites, and so they don't know that the bargains are there or they've missed out. Yeah. And so mm. you can even like you say, just go to a place where it's dirt cheap and think, well, most people yeah. think I can't make a profit off that, but technically you can, you get it, you buy it and yeah. you list it. And I think once you get into the game, it, the, the only trouble with, uh, I mean, I'm out of that side of things now. Like I say, the eBay one's a bit of fun now. I'm doing it as a little bit of an experiment. It will fund a holiday and that's it. But mm. as far as, you know, Amazon, Amazon is a great model, but I mean, once you're kind of sucked in, you're in it. Um, 
there are a lot of, you know, there's fees to pay, there's storage fees to pay. You pay like a subscription for the service and all that. So if you don't sell anything, you're still paying for it. But yeah, it's a great, it's a great model. It's a really great model. But I found, you know, it was, I'd, we'd be anywhere, you know, like we'd go on holiday, we'd go to a new town or, and I'd be like, oh, let's, let me pop in here a minute. And my, my missus would often find me like in the back of a room, you know, like back of the shop scanning products. Like, what are you doing? It's like, well, you know, we can make a few quid on these. You know I mean? I'd come home from holiday with a bag of, mm. I don't know, candles or something that we'd end up selling on Amazon. But you yeah, need to go I mean, shopping. <clears throat> you need to go shopping with my missus. She loves to drug me around charity shops. Um, oh, she likes a bargain yeah. and you obviously like going in there. So yeah. me and your missus will go for a coffee while you two are going through yeah. the charity shops. Yeah. Maybe we should arrange that. Anyway, so so they're the first two, yep. which is kind of like your basic stuff. There's a couple of platforms there. Um, just be warned of, you know, eBay is, there isn't any, you don't have to buy a shop, uh, set a shop up or anything like that. For me, eBay is still the king of, you know, the switch on and off side hustles. Yep. And then you've got Amazon, which is obviously a bit more advanced. Um, but once you get going, it's actually great because it's a bit more hands-off. That you, All you literally have to do is source stuff. Anyway, so then moving on. So now sort of entering into the sort of digital space. Yep. You know, it doesn't just have to be physical, tangible products that you can, you know, make money on, i.e., you know, buy and sell for a, a profit. Um, one, of the, one of the websites I wanted to briefly talk about um, is a, is a, well, actually, there's a couple now coming up, which is around about the same website. I'm sure the listeners will be aware of it. Um, there's a popular marketplace called Fiverr.com. Um, now, on here, there is a whole host of services available, which you are, you know, you can pick up for quite reasonable fees. Um, it's changed a bit over the years, as we've mentioned before. It's actually an okay platform now yep. um, to, to sort of go ahead and make some money on. You know, we, we've done it before. I know you've done it quite recently, sold some writing gigs and, and you know, just as a sort of a test. And, you know, I remember years ago when we had websites, we used to sell traffic. We used to sell pins, didn't we? Because I used to sort of rent out some of my boards. And, and yeah, so it's okay for that. But what I wanted to talk about tonight is basically how you can position yourself and almost become the middleman. So there are a load of digital services on there from, you know, social media services like traffic packs. Um, I don't, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't recommend necessarily using them, but um, they're sellers and they, for some reason they do okay. So you've got that. There's all sorts of SEO. There's link building stuff. Now, again, I'm not saying use them. I'm not saying these are going to be the best strategies. What yep. I am saying is they sell, okay? So your job would be if these sell, you could quite easily set yourself up on another platform or, or your own website even. This would be an idea. And basically you could set yourself up as a, you know, selling traffic, selling social media, banner creation selling ad crap banner creation or you know seo link building there's all this stuff and basically when you get a sale so you get a sale on your website let's say you're selling something for 40 dollars, which is quite reasonable you would then basically i've done this as well on another thing which i'll talk about briefly but you would after you've made that sale 
you go over to Fiverr, you buy the gig for $5, $10, whatever, even 15, you know, and then you basically take the bit in the middle. Now you might kind of need to kind of cherry pick your, um, five gigs to begin with. So maybe you'll have to throw some money in, buy some yourself, see what they're like. Um, but what I used to do, and this is a year, years ago, and this is again, this is a bit gray hat and I, I definitely don't recommend that you do it. But what I used to do years ago was when Instagram was around, uh, sorry, when Instagram was kind of first launched, there was a massive um, surge on, on it, people wanting followers. You know, that was, that was the big hit. I want to get thousands of followers. So people would often sell followers. Now, again, you and I know that this is a bad, bad move. Um, it does nothing for your profile whatsoever. <clears throat> if anything, it hampers and hinders your profile, but people's egos get the better of them. And, you know, they want to yeah. show their friends that they've got 5,000 followers and this, that, and the other. Well, at the time, there was people selling this on Fiverr. There was a guy who, there was, there was a load of people selling them. I don't even know how they do it. I think it's bots or they've got like mass. Something dodgy. Or something dodgy. It's not, don't do it. But anyway, so they were selling them for like $5 for 5000 And I was flipping them on eBay. This is when you could sell stuff like practically like anything on there. I was offering digital services on eBay. So I would sell 5,000 followers on Instagram for 50 quid. And they were selling. And I was like, Christ, I can't believe this. So, so I've just done that for ages. And basically, if anyone was to buy one of my eBay listings, I would then just go and buy it off this guy from Fiverr. So that's another way. I'm not saying, dude, don't, is, don't do that. Has anybody ever called you Dell Boy? <laughs> no, no. But what I mean is, what, what the whole point of it is, there are opportunities of, yep. of that. Um, I'm rambling on it a bit, but... Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's all then... it's all interesting, good stuff. I mean, it uh, <clears throat> that is exactly what you're talking about. The obviously the arbitrage is of buying something cheaper and then selling it at a premium elsewhere to people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you're moving on to next, but it reminds me of a guy I used to know called Paul who did exactly the same thing. He was an internet marketer who was learning about SEO, and he was getting help from a guy he made friends with in a forum over in Peru, and so the pair of them set up a, a business basically or paul was selling the seo services here in the uk but it was all outsourced to to peru he didn't yeah. do any of the work whatsoever he paid these people over in peru because they were a lot cheaper than yeah. here in the uk so you know he, he built he set up a website got the traffic well i suppose they got the traffic because they were doing the seo uh, the seo so i mean he just yeah. basically was taking payment and passing the work on so it's exactly yeah. the same thing as what you were doing with the Instagram followers, yeah. which I think is quite genius, really, for you know, 50 quid <laughs> and then paying well, $5. Pick up a few buttons, yeah. Yeah. And they were really good. Like, people were loving them. And then it, the whole thing kind of got shut down. I think they – I don't know if eBay sort of removed digital services or something like that. But They did because people used to sell e-books and stuff like that. And they had that. To, yeah. Yeah. But anyway – so, I mean, yeah, but like you said about, you know, the guy you knew selling any SEO services, I'd, I'd bet that all of the writing websites that you see that sell articles, I bet that's all they do. You know, some of them will have teams, but some of the ones that aren't, they're outsourcing it. And, and you and I know they're not doing that for nothing. There's going to be a little slice in the middle that's going to come profits. So 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that that leads me on to the next one, which is kind of going one step back from Fiverr. There's another website which I'm going to reveal now, which is called SEO Clerks. So that's S E O C L E R K S. SEO Clerks. This is I've never heard of this one. So this is I've only just discovered this. So there is no actual I've not actually done this, but I'm pretty certain it would work. Um, so yeah. there's another website called SEO Clerks. So if you go on there, it's very similar um, to Fiverr in the sense that it offers primarily digital services, um, wide ranging all the way up to, you know, you can spend $50, you can spend $100 for stuff. But there are services on there for a dollar, um, $1, $2, $3, okay? Now, again, if you careful if you sort of do a bit of research and and study what kind of gigs you think would sell and i know the only way to do that is to go back over to fiverr and just have a look at people's feedback you know if you find a gig that even if you don't think it's genuine even if you wouldn't do it which i'm not suggesting you do i don't for one minute suggest you go out and buy ten thousand hits to your website next month because they're not going to be any good all right so don't do that but if you look at that guy who is selling 10,000 hits to his website and he's got 350 positive feedback, people like it. So yeah. people are buying it. It might be to trick a traffic algorithm into giving them AdSense. It might be to show their mates, look how great their website is. Some people don't, you know, they're not, don't, don't think that everyone's got the same mindset as you. Um, so anyway, so if you went, if you took that, for example, if you took that example, say someone's offering 10,000 hits a month on Fiverr for $20, I'd bet you could find that same gig. Well, in fact, I have found that same gig on SEO clerks for $1. So there you go. So that would mean you could set up a gig on Fiverr for $20 yeah. saying, you know, whatever it is you're going to do. And then the order comes in. Then you just bang, you just outsource it to SEO clerks. Again, do your research, buy a bit of stuff up front, maybe to see what they're like, build a bit of a relationship. If you get one or two gigs that, I mean, going back to the Instagram thing, I ended up getting on quite well with the bloke that was doing it. Um, and in the end, he was doing me deals. He'd be like, oh, I'll give you three for two, you know, that. And, you know, because we ended up, I was buying loads of him. Yeah. And, um, so that's what you do. And that, that goes for anything. You know, we've talked about that before when for example writing gigs i remember when you were saying you were dealing with people and you ended up sort of working out you were dealing with the same person over you know you might get 100 gigs but you know yeah eight years from the same guy sort of thing yeah i had a there was a couple of clients who came regularly and uh, i did only set it up as an experiment but because of the like what i did they came back to me mm. and uh, yeah Just kept so. using you like repeat yeah so that's another one so that's a little bit of a Again, a bit grey hat. I'm not suggesting anyone does it. I'm not suggesting anyone, in fact, does the last two that I've just mentioned. Not on your own website anyway. (laughs) No, yeah. What I am saying is there is opportunities out there um, and arbitrage is definitely a thing and it's definitely a a very, very workable model. And don't always think that the platform that you're selling on or buying from is the cheapest or is the most expensive. You know, People have this misconception that Amazon is the cheapest. It's definitely not. 
Okay, it's definitely not. People can mm. sell on Amazon for major profit. They do it all the time. You know, they hooked people in with the Prime subscription. Okay, that was their hook to get people to get Prime free delivery and this, that, and the other. What they didn't realize is they bumped the prices up a little bit on some of them. So you think you get that sort of nothing's ever as it is. You know what I mean? You have to kind of, you know, scratch mm. beneath the surface a bit. I think that's a good uh, that's a good podcast for uh, for the future. I mean that, as you said, with Amazon, they've set themselves up. They set the the bar high because of their service and the way that they. You know I mean, yeah. in the old days, you'd ordered a book or something. Next day delivery was always either paid more or it was just not a thing. But now the you know they've they've set themselves up to become the field leader, uh, yeah. and people go there and you know it's like I suppose it's like uh, bottled water or. Um, branded mm. baked beans you're paying more for the privilege yeah than the actually getting yeah yeah there is a whole podcast on that because whether it's a good thing or not you know it's you could argue it's destroyed the, the sort of local high street shops but then mm. is that is that amazon's fault or is that the fault that they didn't evolve you know we're going a little bit off topic but yeah there is a whole discussion about that yeah yeah that's for another day Definitely. I mean, I've never heard of SEO clerks. That's interesting. I'm going to have a, a look at that. I mean, I have heard of, um, uh, and the name escapes me, uh, micro micro jobs or something like that. Oh, that one. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, that's another that's little the same, one. Same There's a load of, load of things like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, just carrying on. There's three more, but I don't know if we're going to have enough time. So you you had a little bit of, you, you used to sort of, we used to talk a little bit about, domain and website flipping didn't we yeah yeah now they they are quite good i mean domain flipping is one of those where you don't really need to do a lot of work there's um there's three things you can do with domain flipping you can either register a domain name that you think is going to be popular i mean a lot of the good domain names have all been taken because people were quick on them um, yeah. but you could go and register a load of domain names that are like sort of 10 pound 20 pound a domain and sit on it and then when people come searching for it and they search in GoDaddy, someone's like, they can't, it says it's been taken, but it's available. You can stick it in an auction or you can sell it directly to people. So something that costs you 20 odd pound, you know, you could probably sell for a lot more. It depends on what, um, what you want to, uh, what the person wants it for. Cause I remember eBay, they wanted to buy a domain electronic something and, uh, somebody had already snapped it up and was trying to sell it to them for like thousands. Um, yeah. so I think eBay, they came up with a new name which was ebay um but yeah people you register a domain name you sit on it and you just leave it there because it's a you know it's in a 10 pound 20 pound investment for a year or two and so you just sit there and wait then the mm -hmm. other thing is is when people have got websites that um because a domain when they age is good for seo and backlinks yeah. um so people often build websites and then they do nothing with them and when it comes time to um you know uh, what's the word renew the domain registration if they don't want to carry on they just stop yeah. and so you can quickly get in there and snap up an existing domain and then later on if someone because some people forget to register the domain a bit too late and then they might mm. go oh, i've lost my website and so you can sort of hold them to ransom and say well you can have your domain back um, it's going to cost you a couple hundred quid more than what you paid for it, or yeah. you can hold on to it, or you can sell it to um, SEO um, people because people often buy them for backlinks. Yeah. So, right. uh, so yeah, you can either buy them brand new, register them, 
uh, and then just sit around and see if people want them. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you spend ten pound. If someone buys it off you in a year's two time for say thirty pound, you've not done anything with it. It's not cost you anything no. apart from buying it. Uh, and like I say, you can either buy domain names that have just expired and hold on to them, and again flip them at a price. Um, the other thing with the websites, yeah, that is there's a whole new ball game and that can be quite profitable because you can buy a website uh, from sites like flipper.com. I think even GoDaddy do auctions for websites. Um, And so a lot of people can buy websites or start websites. They work at them, but they don't do anything with them. And then they think, do you know what? I'll, I'll try and get my money back. And so they try and sell them and you can find a few bargains in specific niches or something. And a professional domain or website flipper will go in. It's like property developing. It's like, I mean, flipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. you, know, you buy an old house, go in there, new bathroom, new plaster, new ceilings, uh, bish, bash, bosh, sell it on. People do that with websites. They go to uh, flipper.com, probably buy something for, well, a couple hundred, even a couple of thousand if it's got a lot of potential. Uh, and then they will work on it, add new content, strip it back, um, stick on a, a, a lead magnet, an email opt-in, try and build up the traffic, probably stick in some Google AdSense or try and get some revenue from it. And then once it's actually earning money or it's got a large amount of traffic and it's got potential, you can sell it for a premium. So, I mean, a, mm. they say that a website, if a website is generating, say, a thousand pounds, um, a thousand pounds a month, you should be able to sell it for, I think, is it a 12th of that basically? Um, you know, for what you're, you're, you, you, you time it by about 12, I think something. Yeah, like I think that. that's about right. I was listening to a yeah. podcast today and there was a woman that done and she, her model is exactly that. She basically buys old sites because they've got pretty good backlinks already. The structures already yep. there. She then basically works on a mate's blog, does blog posts for them and then builds them up to like, Maybe it does a year's worth, maybe, and yeah, then yeah. just flips them for like tenfold, quite an easy, you know. Like, but she'll do. She's got like a minimum, so she won't sell for anything less than, you know, like thirty thousand dollars or whatever. So she'll make yeah. it up to like until it's generating say two, three thousand dollars a month, and then I think she mentioned about that tenfold. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, there's there's some websites that you can sell for a lot more. Uh, I mean, I remember it used to be sort of between twelve and twenty-four, so it was like a year to two years of what it earns per month. Um, yeah. That was how you valued a website. But then as you saw with Viral Nova, which sold for 100 million. Oh, that was crazy. That, that was, was a crazy price. price but someone yeah. saw big pounds in that because it was earning a heck of a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's people, you go to flipper.com, you'll see there are professional flippers who build websites. Yeah, that's it. And mm. you can either buy, you can either build it from scratch or you buy one and then Do give it, it a lick of paint and whatever. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you think about it. If you buy a website for, um, let's say you buy one for, say, £500. Now, you know, it's, it's quite good going. You write an article for that each day or you add something. You, you, know, you could have so many websites on the go. If you work yeah. from home, you could have two or three, yeah. possibly four of those yeah. on the go. Yeah. And if you do get to the point after just one year and you're selling them for, like, 12 grand a pop, yeah, you know, that's far better than most well, it's most, most jobs. This, that, uh, this woman I was listening to today, she had 30 yeah. working on constantly. It, on In her portfolio, she had 30 that eventually she was going to sell off. And she'd already done that on previous ones. This is what she does for a living. This is this, this was mm. her job. Um, I remember, it's, and it's exactly that. 
I remember doing, uh, I was doing some research in Flipper and I was taking screenshots of a place and I saw, uh, I took a screenshot of a guy and he, he was uh, like a professional website flipper. So whether he built them from scratch and sold them on, I mean, he'd earned through flipper. I mean, there was hundreds of thousands of dollars in his yeah. um, you know, earnings. Mm. So, and again, it is, it's just like buying a car. It's like buying a, a house. When they're yeah. in a rundown state, you give it a, a polish, a bit of a sun, you know, change the interior, lick of paint, and you sell it on for premium. The good thing about a website is you can do it from the comfort of your own home. It's mm. it's warm, mug of tea, you know, yeah. music playing. It's not heavy work. It's not dirty work. Mm. Um, yeah, it is a you great. Do, you can do three or four. Like I say, it depends on how you do it. I mean, if you outsource the work to someone we, like on Fiverr.com, we um, could, have, uh, could have several on the go at the same time. We need to probably sit down after this or at some point, you know, not on air, but because we've still got half a dozen websites that are still out there earning money, which we should, we could even flip them or do something with them. But I've anyway. thought, I thought the same. Yes, we do need to. We've uh, Especially now we've got SEO clerks and Fiverr and our connection around <laughs> the world. <laughs> we really should do. Anyway, um, so we've got like a few minutes, literally a couple of minutes left. So I just yep. wanted to wrap up by saying that... Um, you know, yeah, hopefully this has helped a little bit with some people. Maybe it's ignited a little spark or a little idea or, you know, but if you've got any questions or anything, then, you know, please get in touch. Um, obviously, you know, you probably know where to find us by now. You can reach out on either of our Instagrams, on the blogs, or even on the YouTube channel or any, any places like that. Um, yeah, so basically arbitrage is out there. There's There's always a little slice of the pie left um for you in the and then in those models that we mentioned then um anything else you want to add quickly mate just basically like you what you said earlier just want to echo that you said that because you know the the, the businesses are out there people don't necessarily know to mm. go to fiverr or they don't trust that you know you can quite easily wrap something up in better clothing and sell it yeah. to someone else they'll see yeah. a different value in it and they'll probably still be extremely happy with what you deliver yeah. um yeah, there's opportunity out there. So that's all I think I've got to finish with today. Okay, so great. So thanks very much for listening. Um, as always, I'm John Banks over at SidingCommand.com. And I've uh, been with... I'm Andy Lehman, the owner of FreedomSkillsAcademy.com. So I just want to say, uh, yeah, thank you again for tuning in. This was episode eight. So I uh, yeah. look forward to uh, episode nine. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.